Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and author. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's a story from Julian Quintero. I grew up in West Palm Beach. I went to a private school growing up, Berean Christian School. It's in West Palm Beach, Florida. When I was in second grade, obviously when you're little, um, they don't really just let you roam around the school to the bathroom by yourself whenever you're, as you're older. If you have to go to the bathroom during class, you kind of have to go with a buddy or two. And specifically me, because um, later on I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and ADHD, which really isn't anything more than just you're super hyper and you have trouble focusing. But in second grade, I didn't know that yet. They thought I was just some stupid kid who wouldn't sit still. So I kind of had a reputation that preceded me. So whenever I asked to use the restroom or asked to pretty much do anything, somebody had to accompany me because they thought I was going to do something, which, and deservedly so, because I usually did end up doing something. I was pretty bored with school. But on this occasion, I genuinely just had to use the bathroom. And ironically enough, there was two other kids who had to use the bathroom with me as well. Shout out to them, by the way, Mark and Lewis. I doubt you'll ever hear this, but you guys are some real friends. We went to the bathroom, right? I asked the teacher to go to the bathroom. She asked, does anyone else need to go? Lewis raised his hand, and Mark was kind of a teacher's favorite. He was just a well-behaved kid, super nice, still a good friend of mine. She asked Mark to accompany us to the bathroom. And so we went, and the bathroom was located in portables instead of actual buildings. I guess, the, I guess they ran out of the budget or whatever. I don't really know. And we get there. I use the bathroom, right? There's only one urinal and one stall in there. I use the bathroom. Mark grabs the stall, because I guess he had to use the bathroom also. And Lewis is waiting. I use the bathroom, and I back up. I let Lewis use the bathroom. Mark comes out of the stall. And I guess I got bored, and I decided it was a good idea to stand on the bathroom sink. And, you know, logically thinking now, that was, like, really stupid of me. I don't really understand why I did that. But like I said, I was a seven-year-old kid whose attention span lasted about five seconds and was really bored. And I guess Lewis was taking a long time. But for whatever reason, I decided to stand on the sink. And it's pretty standard to expect that when a 60-pound child stands on a sink that's attached to drywall inside a portable, the sink is going to fall off the wall. It's just going to tear off tear off bits of the drywall that goes flying all over the place. The plumbing is going to leak. And that's exactly what happened. Me and the sink came crashing down onto the floor. Water proceeds to pour all over the floor. There's drywall everywhere. And we run out of the bathroom terrified. Now, like I said, Mark was the teacher's favorite. So I I definitely expected him to snitch on me. And really, he kind of had every reason to because I did just commit vandalism. But... I told them, I was like, guys, please don't say anything. Because if they find out that I tore the sink off the wall, not only am I probably going to get suspended, but I'm only going to get my ass beat when I get home by my parents. Because like I said, or I didn't say this, but my parents are Colombian and they're big believers in corporal punishment. So I was definitely going to get a really bad whooping when I got home. So we walked back into the classroom. 
I think the teacher could kind of tell that something happened. So she looked at me. She's just like, whatever, okay, they're gone. And another group had to go to the bathroom. They go, I'm low-key super nervous because I'm like, they're going to find the sink torn off the wall or whatever. So when the group comes back, the first thing they say when they come in is like, oh my God, Miss Wagner, she was my second grade teacher. Miss Wagner, someone tore the sink off the wall. And she's like, what? And the kids are like, yeah, the sink is off the wall. There's a huge hole in the wall. There's drywall on the floor. It, it's leaking. The, the floor is all wet. And she's like, and she looks at me, Mark, and Lewis. And she's like, did you guys have anything to do with this? And I'm looking at Mark and Lewis like, you two better not say anything at all. And Mark just goes, that wasn't there when we got there. So that must have happened between the time that we went to the bathroom and they went to the bathroom. And obviously he didn't say that. A seven-year-old probably doesn't speak in that manner. But that's essentially what he said. And to this day, no one has ever found out that I tore the sink off the wall except Mark and Lewis. Julian Quintero making a confession. I know. Do you think that it is a little bit too late to make a citizen's arrest? No. Do you think the statute of limitations on bathroom delinquency has expired? It goes a little bit deeper than that. Who would build a sink on drywall? You're just asking for trouble. (laughs) Michael, I love this story. And it's not just because there's obviously drama. It brings an incredible visual and audio effect. But I think the idea of this friendship and that he gives a shout out to these people after, you know, more than a decade, maybe he's a young man, I think, maybe 15 years, he gives a shout out to these friends and they've all kept the secret. At least I I think Mark and Lewis have kept the secret. It, 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 they at least haven't told law enforcement because Julian's story is safe with you and all your listeners. Well, I personally think Julian is fooling himself. The teacher knew all along that he did it, but to pursue it would have been more of a headache than to ignore it. I take this story at face value, but you know, he was seven at the at the time, so who knows. What I'm listening to in this story is what he confesses, or rather what he opens up about besides the crime. Something that not everybody is comfortable about talking about, and that is something so fantastic that he shares, that he has got a bit of Asperger's and maybe a bit of other stuff. He's a bit on the spectrum. And it is so, so important for people to just say that, you know, this is why I'm doing, I've done these things. This is part of my makeup. This is part of who I am. I'm not saying that it is a defense. I'm just saying it's an explanation, just the same as I'm coughing because I have a virus. You know, in other words, he is normalizing this on the spectrum diagnosis in a, such a positive way, in, in such an open, wonderful way, I think. It was a lot to overcome because even in the second grade, he thought he had a reputation as being stupid, which, of course, is not good for development, but as a storyteller now, in retrospect, he's overcome all that. As an adult, he can look back and say, you know, there were reasons why I did what I did. 
Thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If we have more South Florida stories, where can we get in touch with you? Please send me an email to cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at fau.edu. I don't need a summary of the story, just request instructions for sending. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.